A chilling vision of a possible post-apocalyptic nightmare, or a show about boobs and lasers, most likely thought up by a TV executive's 12-year-old son. (laughs) Sasha and I jump 525 years into the future and check out the first and last episodes of Cleopatra 2525 on this episode of TV or GTFO. Welcome to TV or GTFO. I am Sachin Hingu. And I am Gary Heather. And as we said, as I said in the intro, Sachin, 525 (laughs) years into the future. 525 years into the future. Very specific. Um, Very specific amount of years. I I never watched this show when it was on. We had a really good friend. uh, Shout out to Alex if he's listening, which he's not. No. And, um, uh, uh, he was like super into the show. It's kind of in the. It was in like a block of TV with um, like Hercules, Xena. There's a lot of the same. You'll see a lot of the same names uh, that are on that show. That uh, like the same creator, I think. Yeah. So they kind of like covered. We're covering all their like genre bases with like your sci-fi and like fantasy and. and Pirates, I guess. <laughs> Didn't that block of programming have a specific name? Do you do you remember? It had a name to it. It was part of um, the, a block. The Action Pack? Oh, no, no. The Back-to-Back Action Hour. That's what it was called. The Back-to-Back... Okay. Yeah. All right. No, no. Did was, you look that up? Is that actually what it was that called? Is, yeah, no. I looked it up. Okay. That, it had Hercules, like Tech War... Um, yeah. Xena. Uh, <laughs> like, it, it was just... A, it was just called um, Back-to-Back... Jack of all trades, as you mentioned, yeah, back to back action yeah. hour. So it had mm-hmm. it was only two seasons long with twenty eight, you know, episodes. Two seasons of fourteen episodes yeah. each. I'm not surprised that it was only. I'm not surprised. <laughs> well, I mean, based on how it ends. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. But I mean, we'll you know we'll get there. But uh, it's uh, uh, it's a, I get maybe it was more popular. I actually thought it was more. I was more surprised to find out that it went. Uh, two seasons because it right. seems like something that would be like one and done in one season. Yeah, because I don't I don't remember anybody else ever even talking about this show or watching it except for Alex. But I could see Alex loving this. This is a, this is a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. You know, maybe they spent and we'll get into it. But maybe they spent maybe they had a budget for six seasons, but they spent all of their budget <laughs> on the lasers of this show. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, these laser battles are, are something else. <laughs> but they, we'll get into it. But like like there's just like. On multiple occasions, <laughs> they're having a laser battle, and they go to commercial, and then they're coming back, and they're still having a laser <laughs> They're still shooting. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. And no, like you, I knew nothing about this show. I, I barely remember no. hearing it. Uh, is it Can- was it Canadian? I didn't know if it was Canadian or not. I had no idea. I don't know if the rest of the block of shows were like this, but it seems like a show that they would have just shot in Vancouver on like a little budget, and, and it... Yeah. Uh, 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 didn't really go anywhere, but um, it was all shot in New Zealand, I guess, which is the same place, I suppose, that Xena and them are shot. So maybe they just, you know, maybe the New Zealand economy was really kind of helped by the the action, <laughs> the action pack or whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I, and what's funny about, and I saw that at the end that it was, or I, I read that rather, that it was shot in New Zealand. What's funny is that 
All mm-hmm. of the show takes place underground, and it sh- they're shooting it in New Zealand, one of the most beautiful, beautifully majestic right. <laughs> countries on earth. <laughs> and it's all in like yeah. these rundown warehouses. And it's like, true. Dungeons. It all could have been shot in one room with like <laughs> you know a set budget, yeah. <laughs> budget that you know like all, all the stuff was like green screen or yeah, it was like one or two little rooms that you see constantly. Yeah, and then occasionally you get shots of what I assume was the New Zealand landscape, but it was all, like, clearly... Not maybe not stock footage, but it was like all B-roll of like this stuff with other things superimposed on it. So right, so you're like suggesting the of you're suggesting this could have been done like the movie Cube, where they just literally yes. had one room and changed <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I like agree. it seems like a very even though it's not, it's it seems like a very like Canadian production in that way. It does, and even <laughs> like in the first, very first scenes, I thought that, and that was my first question: Is this Canadian? And I was going to ask right. you. I didn't look it up. <laughs> I was going to ask you about it, but no, obviously it wasn't wasn't Canadian. It was in the same no. vein of Xena, and it was shot in New Zealand. But yeah. it's I think it's, I think if it was produced now, it probably would have been in Vancouver. They yeah. just pumped these out because uh, oh, yeah. obviously it's cheaper to maybe or maybe obviously it's cheaper to shoot there uh, uh, than it is in New Zealand. But I mean, I have to assume that they used like the same crew from Hercules and Xena, and were just like, okay, let's go over this to this little <laughs> set. Now we're doing now we're pumping out the other shows in the action pack. The back-to-back action block, right. whatever, I, whatever yeah. I called it. Um, so I guess let's just jump right into it. And yeah. and I want to jump into it, And I, but I also want to say, first of all, jumping into it, I don't understand. Like, there's no setup here. There's no setup to who these people are, where they are. As you go in cold, yeah. which we both did, yeah. um, uh, you, it's really tough to understand what's going on here. And, and, and I mean, even more in the second episode, I think you'll see, like, it really just crawls up its own ass. Like, it doesn't, uh, I don't know what, uh, what is going on in the in It jumps through episode, time in the second yeah, episode? Like, yeah. But, but, there's, yeah, there's we'll, flashbacks that aren't made obvious that they're flashbacks. Exactly. Yeah. That kind of stuff. But I mean, the, the first episode, hmm. it's a half hour. It's a, yep. it's more or less pretty straightforward, but it, uh, but yeah, let's get into it. So, uh, uh, we see two, uh, scantily clad women. Let's just say it. Yeah, they're, they're like they've got like crop tops on. Uh, uh, I guess it's like Xena style costuming, sort of, but for more the or less. But with a side, with yeah, with tinfoil because it's the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with some dollar store dollar around the tinfoil, and and one of them's name. There's the blonde one, and she's called the Sarge because this is important Sarge, to keep yeah. track of. And then the other, and one, you would think. Mm, uh, the other one is named Hell, Hel- I guess, shortened, like Helen, short right? for Hel- Hel- Helen or Helena or something. Right, yeah, yeah. But you would think that, you know, with the name Sarge, maybe that person would be in charge. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you speak. would think that. <laughs> you got to stop thinking about it. you got to stop overthinking yeah, this. <laughs> right. Or sorry, not Clearly. overthinking it, but thinking about it on a, on a basic level. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> too much. But, uh, but no, Hell is actually the leader, I guess, of this group. So it's two, it's these two yeah. women and, uh, and a guy who's also in like tinfoil, <laughs> like a tinfoil vest. A bald dude, a bald dude. <laughs> A bald man, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't get super attached to him. No, and, uh, no. <laughs> uh, so they're they're like crawling around um, in in what I guess is supposed to be is it supposed to be the Sistine Chapel? Because yeah, because they it is supposed they shoot to be through the, the ceiling Chapel. and it's like the the painting on the ceiling is like that, right? So it's uh, and she blasts through it with her laser. <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is 500 Plaster. years in the future. Maybe they don't have, you know, appreciation of... Like, yeah. it, it, they, they're basically in this post-apocalyptic yeah. wasteland underground, right? Yeah, so they, and they have, and I mean, it's five hundred years later, so yeah. it's you know, it, it it they've they've probably lost or they have lost any sense of of the past or anything like that. It yeah. seems for the most part. I would say so. Yeah, I think they're just trying. So they, to They all still speak English. But. Yeah, no, they speak perfect English. Um, yeah, they're just trying to survive. And and then in the scene before the opening credits, before we are sort of explained what's going on, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, really, they seem to be on this mission, and the mission is to get to the surface, because on the surface, right. surface, there are basically like robots from the from like the movie The Matrix, like roaming right. around. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of cribbing of the Matrix stuff, mostly yeah. cribbing of like the second two Matrix Matrix sequels where they are underground, <laughs> yeah, and fighting robots, <laughs> and fighting flying uh, robots with little tentacles. <laughs> Yeah, and weirdly enough, Gina Torres, who plays Hell, she she's been in a lot of stuff. She's <laughs> yeah. uh, like actually married to Lawrence Fishburne in real life. That's right. Yeah, um, and and she was in the Matrix sequels. Oh, so, wow! Yeah, obviously <laughs> this like was a before. Part. This yeah. was in 1990. This aired for from 1990 to 1991. A this <laughs> this show, yeah, yeah. Uh, this show did not. What? <laughs> what? Wait, no. This was 2000 to 2001. Oh, crap. Oh, that's even worse. Oh, no. I was... Yeah. So, obviously, this show had aired from 2000... No, I had no idea. Oh, man. I read 1990. I was like... I, that changes nothing. That changes nothing. It's ridiculous. It really doesn't, because it, it does kind of look like it could be a show from the 90s. I like believed the, it was. The, <laughs> the, the costuming, the, the effects and everything, oh, wow. it's no better than anything on, say, Thunder in Paradise that was from, like, the, from the 1990s. You are right. So. No, you are correct. All right, anyway, sorry, we're yeah. getting off. So, yeah, yeah so, the, so the first mission is they're trying to get to the surface to test a shield weapon um, on, right. or, sorry, test a shield on the robots are, and see if, that are on the surface um, and see if mm-hmm. the robots will, are able to destroy them once they've sort of activated this shield um, on the surface. And, of course, they get to exactly. the surface by punching so, their way through the ground. <laughs> it seems awesome. really easy to get to the surface. It's yeah. not... <laughs> I mean, they, they had a grappling hook, and then they, they shot a hole, and then they just crunched through the ground. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. And then they just come out in, like, a regular field that you would... You know, it's yeah. grass, trees. Like, it could be anywhere. It's obviously New Zealand. It could be New Zealand. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Hell says that it's ugly somehow. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, compared to where they, were, they they just came from, they just came from like an underground like ruin. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that's, that's it. Maybe that's because dirty. she grew up there and she's used to that, and that's her world. Yeah. So green, like green, lush <laughs> grass, scenery, trees, is ugly sky. Yeah. It's ugly. Yeah. <laughs> nice smell. <laughs> like this is like to be clear, it's not. It's not like you know when they go to the surface in the Matrix no. or when they show like the. The, the machine world or anything like that. Like, the sky isn't red and ominous no. looking. It's not burnt out, even like Terminator or anything like that. It's, it's like, literally, like, green grass and trees and sky. Like, a blue sky around and everything. Oh, it's it looks, paradise. It is, par- it it looks, is New it Zealand paradise. Nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it is kind of important to remember that there are trees here because of a line later. But, mm. yeah, there's trees all over the place. And it's, uh, you know, the Earth is doing fine, more or less, yeah. under machine rule. <laughs> Now that all the now that all the humans um, that were slowly killing the earth live underground, the earth is flourishing and thriving. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but but anyways, uh, the um, they're betrayed immediately by the bald dude. 
Like he just. Uh, yes. He, yeah. So so wait. So ooh. they they so they're up on the they're up on the surface and they 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 see these ships like they're called Baileys but they're sort of like uh, they're sort of like the squids in the Matrix I guess they're yeah. like drones yeah. drone warship kind of things and they do shoot off like one of the Baileys arms like a gun I guess and uh, and they take that with them. Oh, okay. I missed that. It was a quick cut. Yeah, yeah. All right, I didn't see that, that was the that's like the big gun that they have. Later. Of course, it's, it's the uh, uh, a piece of the machine. I right. Guess. And during the <laughs> during the gunfire, the ball dude that's with them gets clipped, and it's discovered that yeah. uh oh, he's a robot. Oh, and is he's there got for robot evil. parts underneath. Yeah. <laughs> now you have to assume that this is a this is somebody that's been around them for a long time. I don't know. Like it's, yeah. it seems kind of implausible that he's been like a sleeper agent for for that long. But just because the guy's <laughs> acting is so wooden, and when I say wooden, maybe you'd expect <laughs> yeah. a robot to act that way, but he he somehow acts worse than how a, like a it's an true. inanimate robot would act. <laughs> he's a worse actor than that. He's terrible. He uses a weapon that's basically the like Doctor Freeze's freeze ray from Batman. Like he's he has like <laughs> yeah, a freeze yeah. ray. For a oh yeah, it'll just freeze anything. So I guess here, like their arms turn into guns, or they have guns on their arms. Nobody has like a handheld gun, I suppose. No, they, they no, all have. Part uh, of their arms. They're they're all like part of their arms. <laughs> right. So um, and then into the opening uh, credits, which is the best yeah. opening credit theme. Song. It's very good. <laughs> it's, you'll you'll hear it at the end. But you know what? This is actually it's based on a real song. Oh, uh, from 1969. Oh. Uh, that's actually like a really good song. It's uh, um, uh, maybe we can play it at the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it is. Uh, it's from 1969. It's Zager and Evans uh, in the year 2525. Uh, Exordium and Terminus. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that. I mean, I was going to put it on my Spotify playlist. And like freak, freak, uh, freak my wife out because it's such an awesome song. <laughs> it, it, it's really good, and you know what? It um, the song, the theme song here is sung by Gina Torres. Oh, hell! I can't wait to. I can't wait till the end. Let's just play just the first line right. of the song, not the whole song. Right. Okay, here's the first line. Here, take a listen. It is an awesome song. It sets up the whole show. It's uh, yeah, it's very strange. And then, and then you'll hear the original too. And the original is really no better than this. Oh yeah, I'll play them. I'll play them back to back yeah. at the end. So they're shooting. Yeah. They come back from the credits and they're shooting at the robot guy. Right. Um, and and it's having no effect because he's a robot. Yep. And uh, they uh, they dive down into this like an elevator shaft. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and and they're falling for. They're falling for like a really long time, um, and Sarge reveals that she's like been shot in the side, so she's wounded. Yep. And they grapple onto the ledge. Yeah, doesn't she say she's wounded in her um, uh, kidney? And, she, yes, and then the woman's right. like, you "Shut up! You have shut the hell up! <laughs> you have two. And she was like, "No, I only have the one." And she's <laughs> like, "Why didn't I know that about you?" It's like, <laughs> like I don't know. I didn't mention it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, she's not really taking this like being shot thing very seriously. She's like, "Oh, why are the cute ones always robots?" <laughs> and, I don't know. Sarge seems real dumb. Yeah. <laughs> but but there's um, um there's this disembodied voice. Um, talking yeah. to Hel- Helen. In yeah. Her, in her so ear. only only Helen or only Hal can uh, yeah. can hear this voice. The voice is like a main character on the show. The voice gives them uh, gives Hal 
their orders to uh, for their missions and that kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah, it's like the basically this disembodied voice that you don't see um, uh, in an earpiece, and uh, she tells. Hell to just leave her there. That the mission is more important. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to take you to a doctor." And you go to it. You think, "Oh, I'm going to." They're going to go to this doctor, and it's going to be like a normal human. <laughs> oh, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so they go to a, they go to what is presumably a post-apocalyptic underground clinic, and there's two characters there. And the first character <laughs> is a dude that I wrote. He was dressed up like. Um, Teen Wolf, like he had like a Teen Wolf jacket on and the mask from Teen yeah. Wolf. <laughs> it's like a cat bear creature. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sort of like, he sort of looks like Chewbacca, but yeah. also is more like a cat. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to describe. Again, too bad you can't see it. It's And then the second, and then my, my favorite character so far <laughs> is, is my assistant. favorite character in the show. <laughs> uh, what does he look like? His, his assistant is a rubber snake in human clothes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a rubber snake. Yeah, so no, picture exactly if you can picture like. if you can picture like a, a sweater or a shirt or something yeah. with with like a rubber snake's head sticking out of the neck hole. A big rubber <laughs> snake, like a big a good it's size. Big. Like it's big enough, size yeah, I guess. Snake. Yeah, true. And it just hisses. <laughs> it doesn't talk, right? Like <laughs> I want to know what use this creature is in this clinic. <laughs> what medical training and abilities is this rubber snake, snake half-clothes person do? Like, yeah. so, so anyways, they arrive at the clinic, and they, that's when they meet. And, well, they don't meet. And, they see uh, our, our heroine, our lead character. Right, the, the, character. Titular, the titular character. The titular character, uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, uh, Cleopatra that's in like a stasis chamber kind of thing like she's been frozen yeah and and the cat bear creature is making constant allusions to wanting to fuck this dead woman <laughs> yeah yeah well she's not dead right i mean she's not dead but frozen time. at least unconscious yeah. right yeah oh yeah he's like i'm gonna yeah so i keep her around so i can bang her it's like yeah well all right sure all right and but then <laughs> that I, that's actually interesting because that Leads to more questions when you find out her backstory, but we'll get back to that. Um. Isn't isn't the whole is isn't, isn't the whole idea that they're coming in here to get a body to get a spare kidney to get to get it implanted? Aren't they? I thought they were just came in to get fixed because he's he's talking about all the bodies he has around, right? That are in, that are frozen and, oh. and including her, but including Cleopatra. But he's like, I'm not trading her. I want to fuck her, basically. <laughs> and, oh, okay. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. But I thought they wanted like a kidney implant, right? Like they would want a body for a kidney implant. I um, thought she was just going to get or, or transplant rather. Oh, I thought she was just going to get sewn up. See, I only remember I mean, that is that up. is what happens. But yeah. I thought the whole point of the scene was that she was, she was uh, <laughs> trying to get like a spare kidney or another kidney from <laughs> from um, this guy. I don't know. Maybe they cut that part out because she wakes up. Sorry, yeah. it's it's they basically well, advance her for like, they, you see her getting healed in like a direct ripoff of like a Star Trek sort of medical yeah healing, healing it's just tube lasers so it it like seals her up yeah and uh, so now they want to trade for the body for for Cleopatra right yeah and and I don't I'm unclear why that is <laughs> that's not made clear to me at all I, I didn't I know and I rewatched they have just no, that they part. have no attachment to her. <laughs> they no, uh, they just see her lying there. Like, why are you trading for that body and not any of the other bodies that the guy has around? Because he does. He's got tons. <laughs> he's got tons <laughs> in plastic, like around. And so he's he's asking them what they have to trade: uh, drugs, tobacco, or whatever. 
And uh, right. she gives him a little piece of wood that, like a wooden container, that has a picture of her dad in it. Hell, hell trades it to this guy. Why is and that the guy a value goes, to him? Exactly. <laughs> he goes, oh, it's wood. We don't see that much anymore. And I'm like, we just saw a whole bunch of trees on the surface that was super easy to get to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, why is this a valued commodity at all? Already within the first 10 minutes, it, it, the show like it defies its own internal logic. It doesn't, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. But he seems, he seems satisfied. He sort of he sort of sure. runs off. Hey, that's and a wood. this is a tiny piece of wood. It's like the size of a pencil, half the size of a pencil. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's not even a lot. Yeah, it's not like a two by four. It is literally like a pendant sized small piece of wood with a pitcher on it. Right. Yeah. Anyway, so the, so the blonde, so Cleopatra wakes up, right? Yeah. And, and she was frozen yeah. after like a botched bruised, uh, <laughs> botched uh, boob job. <laughs> I don't know if she got the boob job. I think what she said was she came in to get a boob job. And then she woke up on the table. That's what she said. I but w- when she wakes up, though, she's fondling her breasts going like, nice job. Oh, oh OK. Because <laughs> she asks them if they're doctors. And then she's like fondling her boobs going, oh, nice job. <laughs> wow. You see, Sachin, I watched this two hours ago. And I, it is so fresh in my maybe, mind. I'm still confused. Maybe I was picking up on different things. On the boob job. Uh, yeah. from what I, in any case, they get into sort of an argument. Um, um, but then the, the, uh, the robot dude they were fighting before shows up. So they got a piece out. Yeah. He shows up and he's got like a big ass hole in his torso. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's like... Before they before they get out of there, though, there's like another like firefight that I can't make any sense of. Like none none of these firefights make any sense. And when you say firefight, you mean lays full out laser battles from like nine different sources. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're all shooting each other from different points in the room. You can't keep track of where anybody is because they're all flipping around. <laughs> <laughs> they're flipping and shooting, man. Flipping and shooting. <laughs> And the cutting is it's so just, quick. Like, the editing is so jerky yeah. and quick. It's, I wrote down that it's like, it's like, you know how the Born Identity has super quick cuts, right? It's yeah. basically like somebody did a cut like the Born Identity, like a relatively coherent edit. And then that person's four-year-old kid came over and adjusted the editing and just moved around <laughs> willy-nilly yeah. randomly. And that was it. Yeah, because, I mean, you do editing for, for a living, right? I do. Like it's, a, I you do. Could, it's, it's just... It's so all over the place the, the way the show is edited, and even the scenes later on that oh. that uh, oh, uh, it like it really like screws up the show in a lot of ways. Yeah, and we've, that's not something we've run into really. Like tactic, like that's a no. technical issue, like a, a severe technical storytelling issue where you fuck yeah. up the edits. Anyways, <laughs> it's shit. It's one of as one of as we mentioned earlier, many laser battles. That are, right. you just can't follow until you, it's the end and you see who's dead and who's injured and who's not dead. Exactly. That's the only way to watch the show is to, is to see, like, just tune out, think of something else or do something else while the battles are going on. Yeah, exactly. and, and And come back and it's just like, okay, how did this all shake out? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, held. Got shot. That dude has a hole in him. I don't remember him getting a hole in him. That's fine. That's nope. cool. Whatever. I don't know when that happened. <laughs> but in any case, in any case, another yeah. laser battle. But and they escape. They they go they to escape. their like hideout. Right, their hideaway. Yeah. Well, they they hide. They're hiding next to uh, the shaft, and and he uh, um, uh, he comes after them and doesn't find them. So he turns into like a shitty version of a T one thousand and jumps down. down yeah. He uses a T one thousand. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and so this is where they this is where they explain to Cleopatra that it's twenty five twenty five. Oh and, yeah. And That's she's right. like freaking out. <laughs> she's like, I've been. In fact, yeah, yeah. She freaks out because she's been transported five hundred and twenty five years right. into the future. Um, yeah. <laughs> Everybody she knows is dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but you know what? I think her realization. Maybe this is because it's a 20-minute episode. Her realization that everybody, everybody she knows is dead and all these things happens really quickly. Like, she has this... It like, really... Boom, 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 it's boom. literally within the same scene, right? Within the same <laughs> sentence, even. Like, just, oh, my God, all my friends are dead. And it's the future. And, oh, my God, where are we? What is this? It's like all these questions that you would normally, like, take some time and to reflect and on the gravity of, like being transported centuries yeah. into the future. And, but it's all condensed into like one sentence. And then... Exactly. And the next sentence is where she explains that she went in for a boob job. And they spend more time talking about this boob job than they did about everybody being dead. Why don't we play you that line? Let's play you that line, Satchin. That's Her sure. delivery of that line is the best. Here, take take a listen. Yeah. That's what she says. You think it's easy to go in for a basic boob job in year 2001 and wake up five centuries later? What's a boob job? <laughs> What's a boob job? And then they, and then she goes, oh well, well you might be you know well endowed or something like that. Like you you might be lucky to, <laughs> yeah. to, to, but I need some extra help or something like that. And they and then we go on. <laughs> yeah, no, it does go off on a yeah. bit of a boob job tangent there for a moment, unnecessarily. Yeah. And, while and she does it while they're under threat, basically. Yeah, and she explains that she's a stripper too. Yep, that uh, uh, is kind of like. Glossed over, I suppose, but okay. And Cleopatra is her stage name, so. Oh right, okay. Yeah. See, I yeah. Did, I missed that part. I, I, I mentioned I, and it's funny yeah. the stripper thing comes back um, in the next episode. If um, so, it does come <laughs> it does. full circle <laughs> in, in a very small way. You probably don't remember, but uh, yeah, she's but she's talking and she's making and she's screaming because she's upset that she's been transported into the future and at mm-hmm. one point she's screaming she's and at one point she's screaming so loud that the sarge punches her right in the face to get her to yeah. shut up. it's true <laughs> she punches her in the face and and sarge like flips her so that she almost falls into the uh the shaft yeah. but she grabs her hand yeah, and saves and, her again and yeah, yeah. that's when and that's kind of where we move on so, yeah uh, so we're in the so they go into their little <laughs> hidey hole and there's a dude in there the little hidey hole is like behind a fake wall yeah. in the shaft yeah. I don't really understand the shaft system, how they're traveling between it, but... Uh, <laughs> no, it's not explained. It's not explained at all. It seems like they just jump into a shaft and end up where they're supposed to be, so... Yeah. Okay, so they so they do this. They they um, they swing through this fake wall into into the lab yeah. where there's, like, a guy there, and, and smooth jazz is playing. And, and immediately <laughs> Cleopatra gives him, like, the, the sex eyes. She's like, right. oh, God, I gotta get with that guy. And then they, one of them's like, hell or whatever's like, no, no, no. He's a robot. You're not going to want that. He's not even programmed for sex yet. Y- yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we're working on it. We're working on it. <laughs> I should just play that line. That's a good line to play. <laughs> Damn, girl. He's a robot. Not even programmed for sex yet. Yet. Like, really? <laughs> like, you're, you're fighting for the freedom of the free world, and you, that's on your These are your priorities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this guy is a reprogrammed betrayer, so he's like the same as the robot guy that's pursuing them. He's a robot that's that's just like the betrayers, but he was they reprogrammed yeah. him. Oh I my guess. god! But this is not explained. Are in you this saying episode. it's like he's like the T eight hundred? 
<laughs> exactly like that. Oh my goodness, I had no idea. That's that's interesting. <laughs> I, I didn't think about that until you just said that. Actually, Cleopatra twenty five twenty five is all the sci fi properties you love. <laughs> oh yeah, in one with strippers, with strippers and boob jobs, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So so she she wants to sex him up. He's a robot. They haven't programmed him yet. And then all yeah. of a sudden, boom! T one thousand busts into the room. Busts into the room. Yeah, starts uh, choking her out. Starts. All I remember is what, what's funny is I wrote he busts in the room and then starts choking her out but there was a full like laser full out flip battle in between those two sentences do you know what I mean like right <laughs> yeah yeah there was there was uh, <laughs> there was a firefight that I or a laser battle that I completely tuned out for yep and, and again like you were saying like you can only just see what happens at the end to, to understand what happened the only takeaway from that firefight or at least the beginning of it was we found Cleopatra's special ability was to mimic other people's voices <laughs> the stupidest fucking ability <laughs> In the world. I'm sorry, man. In a world where you're, you're like, enemies are robots, and you meet some rando chick that's like, my ability is to perfectly, mechanically uh, Doing copy Doing impressions. Voice. <laughs> she can do impressions. I don't think this is a magical power. I think no. she, can just, she can just do impressions. <laughs> I would have thought she was a robot. I would have, I would have killed her yeah. right there. Or dissected her. Just make sure. Exactly. In 500 years, you can't find the key to all of this was somebody who can do impressions. So, okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, it, you wouldn't think she would have had some sort of ability that was maybe time specific, like from the century that, or the, you know, the, the year 2000, yeah. or whatever, that maybe they don't have anymore in the year 2525. Like something cleverly thought out that she could do that they couldn't <laughs> but, do. But no. Yeah. No. It's not even that, you know, doing impressions is like a trait that you would expect from an exotic dancer or something that would be, (laughs) you know, or like you said, it's not time specific to 2000, 2001. So, so what what are we doing here? (laughs) (laughs) Well, how is this our main character? (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's actually a really good question. I mean, and they said, what's interesting about the ending of the episode, which is what we're at right now, is that, of course, they Mm -hmm. kill, um... They, kill they, the they blow up the robot. Guy. They blow him up. He's dead. Yeah, they and, they do it with the uh, the gun that they that they ripped off of the, yeah. the Bailey, the uh, the drone kind of thing. Right from the beginning of the episode. And what's interesting about it is, I feel like they they've run out of time, so they kill him, and then there's they instantly it's instantly cut to the next scene where they're commiserating and they offer Cleopatra right. <laughs> a chance to join their crew. She says yes. Yeah. It's like, and then the end. That's it. And and you know what? There's a, there's a line in here too. Where Cleopatra, like right before the end, where Cleopatra wants uh, like another outfit because I guess she's wearing basically bandages. Oh at yes, this point. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and so she's like, uh, "Can I maybe have some other clothes?" And Sarge goes, "Oh, you're really concerned about your appearance, huh?" And Cleo goes, "Oh, like those bare midriffs are are functional." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a pretty good zing, actually. <laughs> And then fast forward a little bit, and then fast forward to the final episode where and I, I know I'm jumping ahead, but she, but it has to do with this, where she's wearing literally wearing, wearing lingerie like a teddy right. and a mini yeah. skirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like come on, her, her outfit is uh, none of the costuming here makes sense, but I guess in the way that like Xena never did either, right? Yeah, her. no, exactly. <laughs> and that's it. I mean, it ends. And then I th- actually I think the most shocking thing about this episode. And I didn't know because I didn't do research going into it was the very end during the credits when it said that one of the executive producers was Sam fucking Raimi. Sam fucking Raimi. <laughs> <laughs> like, was, oh, oh, prolific, okay. 
prolific director. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Came, wrote, you know, the best Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. movies, uh, the best X-Men movie. He's, you know... <laughs> he's a good director. He's 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 created like some of the some of the best <laughs> yeah. you know properties like that. And and uh yeah. Army of Darkness. Army like, of Darkness, fuck. Evil Dead 2. I mean, <laughs> yeah. He's ha- he has a history. Yeah. And now and now this piece of trash and, uh, show. And this. But I mean like they all kind of have <laughs> this yeah. in their past, right? I think they uh uh they you know, like Gina Torres herself, like the lead on the show, went on to like do She's, she has, like, a whole host of other credits. She's on Westworld. She was on The Shield. Yep. Uh, she's Hannibal. Like, all sorts of stuff that she went on to do. But was here in Cleopatra 2525. Well, they had, they had to start Raimi somewhere. And for her, it was in the year 2525, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that. That's the end of the episode. Yeah, that's the end of the first episode. We fast forward a mere two years. Yep. And I'm not sure, Satchel, maybe you can answer me this, because... The robots still roam the Earth. The CG is just as bad. It's only been right. two years, obviously. But in the show itself, has it only been two years? Do you know? It's hard to say. I, I, mm-hmm. I really have no idea how long it's been uh, no. uh, between. Like, they've, they've had a lot of adventures. I did kind of quickly scan the uh, the Wikipedia, like, summaries of, of each uh, episode. And they've been all over the place. Like, there, there was a lot of development. And, <laughs> yeah. like, weirdly, for a show with with... You know, like where the premise is based on like a frozen stripper wake woke woke uh, being woken up in the future. It there's it really really thought it was better than it was. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah, it did have a lot of. I, I think it had a lot of misplaced confidence. I think you're right. Yeah. Like it, it, two years doesn't seem like a lot now, but for a show of this caliber back then, certainly in 2000, mm-hmm. <laughs> more so than 1990, which is when I thought it premiered, <laughs> um, it, it definitely, yeah, it thought it was, it was bigger than its britches. It, it thought it was better than it was. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and, and in this episode, it really, like I said, like it crawls right up its own ass. Like it's not, Cleo, <laughs> oh, first man. of all, like Cleopatra is not really in this episode very much. She's, this is not, no. <laughs> she's not a very important character to this episode. Uh, she yeah. shows up for a little while and then she's just shuffled off screen uh, for a story about hell, which is uh, uh, she's like the real focus of this show. Maybe the writers knew. Yeah, maybe, maybe the writers knew she was going to be, bit, you know, she was going to go somewhere. This is our this is our like our stronger actress. Let's focus on her. I don't know. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt that she's the strongest of the three the three women that are on this team. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, she was really the only one that went <laughs> much of anywhere uh yeah sarge is like yeah. a toronto actress that does like toronto <laughs> productions around toronto i guess but uh yeah, yeah gina torres went off and and did did some stuff so yeah it, she's it, like the real star here she is i yeah and i think she carries it certainly at this at this juncture certainly the, during the last episode um which is like a two-potter but they, i think they just shoved it all in it's basically a, yeah. a double-sized episode uh, mm-hmm. shoved into one uh, which again, I don't think it needed to be, and we'll get it to that really, towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we start off uh, uh, like seeing the surface of the world, still looking green and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and, no, no worse for wear. <laughs> no worse for wear, and uh, uh, we see that like a huge group of these Bailey drones uh, uh, flying over the landscape yep. uh, in a huge cluster, and and we see that uh, it, it, as if no time has passed at all. Uh, Hell Moser, uh, the the robot, their robot friend, uh, Sarge and Cleo, 
are all watching them from their, the same lab where they were underground. Yeah, and so in two years, Cleopatra has never heard uh, the voice, obviously, or met the voice yeah. or anything like that. The voice has been this mysterious, much like the uh, episode we did recently, Out of This World, has been this mysteriously <laughs> off-camera yeah, character up until now. Yeah. Um, or possibly up until now. Sorry, spoiler <laughs> alert. But yeah. she, hasn't, she hasn't met the, um, uh, the voice or whatever. And, and then a bunch of shit happens, and like, uh, she, they're basically given orders to go after this um, group. Yeah. Uh, basically, they're a crew of people that take orders from the voice, and they've yeah. been and their current orders for this episode are to go after this rogue other crew that used to be yeah. on the same exactly. side of them. So you go hunt them down and kill them because they're evil for whatever reason. Yeah, and uh, so like this this wasn't clear at first in the first no, episode, it was not at all. But uh, uh, basically, the way this is kind of structured is like the voice commands these three three person teams. Uh, yeah that uh, uh, form the resistance against the machines. Um, so, so uh, yeah, like you, like you said, the voice is giving Hal uh, these orders to go and hunt down this other team that is apparently, it's apparently killed two other teams. That's what the voice has told them. Right. And so they find, even so before the credits start, and I do want to talk about the credits after, yeah. right, before the credits start, they find the team and the laser battle, laser battle right, right away, of course, another big ass flippy laser battle. Yeah. And this, then this the, laser battle is the, this makes the least sense out of all of, all of the ones yeah. that are there because you've got six people involved and they're all, <laughs> you're not really clear how they're supposed to be interacting, who's interacting with who. And it's cut together so badly that it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's just, it makes no sense <laughs> so you know what? thinking about it make you know what? thinking about it makes me realize that it's made worse by the setting like they're basically in this industrial warehouse shit looking place yeah that looks the same no matter where you are in yeah. the warehouse you can so shoot it from any it, angle I'm, and it looks yeah it's just gray it's gray pipes and like j- space junk <laughs> sitting On around one level yeah like, it's just yeah no yeah yeah and i think that that's that it, yeah, right. So far, it's been the, the least. Uh, they've, they've none of them have made sense to me, but this makes the least sense to date. And it, this will that my opinion will change as this episode goes on. Mm-hmm. But up to this point, th- this one makes the least amount of sense. And then basically, they have this laser battle, whatever. And then at the end of the laser battle, oh, weird! You hear one of the guys in, on the other t- on the opposing team listening to the same voice. Yes, in his exactly. Earpiece. So this is the plan, right? This is the. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of a silly kind of, you know, parent trap level plan. <laughs> you know, you tell one person one thing, you tell one, one person the other thing. It's like a plan I would expect Zach Morris to come up with, basically. Because yeah. yeah. from from the minute that these two teams, like, interact with each other, they figured out the plan. The plan is foiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The plan is foiled. And um, you can tell the plan. Say what, Like, the plan is basically this... So what happens is, and obviously we'll get more into this as we go through the episode. What's there's this bad guy, and his name is um, Krieger, 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 yeah, Krieger, yeah, Krieger, and he's sort of compromised um, yeah. for reasons that will be explained sort of later. <laughs> um, the earpiece of um, hell. what's of hell, and is giving her orders in the voice, mm-hmm. um, yeah. obviously fake orders to kill this other team because he wants to see the kills. The teams, right. you know, murder each other, murder one another, and we'll get into yeah. reasons why after. But that's basically the plan yeah. and he's yeah. and he's given the same he's hacked uh quint who's the leader of the other team yes uh, she's hacked his uh or or cregan has hacked his earpiece also and is giving him the exact same message saying that hell's team killed two other teams and uh he should go kill them 
and right. and now and and I guess at, at this time like they they just do whatever both both teams being part of the resistance are are uh, they they do, they do whatever the voice says exactly at all times so yeah, so then we jump into the credits and I only want to mention the credits because like all like most of the other shows we we've watched they they show a montage of scenes that have happened from episodes we haven't seen right <laughs> and there was a shot with her on a stripper pole. Yes. Yeah, she does right? use yeah. her, her short. There's, a, there's probably more than a few where she's like kind of, uh, uh, where she's kind of using her exotic dancing. It's like, yep. basically the credits are stuff from the first episode. It's scenes from the first episode. A lot some, of them too. Yeah. yeah. Some random cuts of, of space nonsense from the other episodes and her <laughs> doing stripper stuff. Oh, and getting massage at one point, or giving a massage, or right. whatever, a sexy, sexy massage. Yeah, it's <laughs> bad. It's so really it's like bad. it's like it's the show's kind of both, trying to have it both ways as being like this titillating stripper show while also doing like this really kind of heady sci-fi Joss Whedon kind of thing yeah. at the same time. <laughs> but it's so it's so poorly plotted, written, blocked, right. shot, edited. It's just. It falls apart under its own weight immediately for me. Exactly, but, the, but, it, but it somehow gets even more complex. Yeah, we, I think we have even... to do our best to try to navigate it. Like... <laughs> it's tough. So, so uh, where are we with Quint? So, the, so we we know. So, yeah. this is the plan. Um, uh, Quint uh, escapes. He does. They they haven't checked with each other yet, so they haven't figured quite figured it out. Um, no. uh, they he he uh, escapes and. He runs away, and Cleo uh, meets up with him. Cleopatra meets up with him alone, and this is where they they kind of figure out the plan. Um, and Sarge yeah. shows up, and they establish that I guess Sergeant Quint used to bone. Yes, they recognize each other in a boning sort of a pre-bone sort of yeah. way. Because yeah. I think Absolutely. she goes to him like, "Oh, I hope this isn't you know, I hope this isn't foreplay or whatever stupidness." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is dumb. This is dumb. It's but so then dumb. they argue and they sort of figure it out. And then there's like we said, there's there's a group of there's a team of three of them. Um, I don't remember the other two people's names. There's a girl so there's and like a, guy. a girl. One of them is Porter, is the guy, and then there's okay. like a girl with kind of like a Star Trekky kind of makeup job. <laughs> okay, yeah, we she basically does nothing. So they all. They all kind of figure it out. But w- during the process of this, the yeah. director decides, to, or sorry, the writer of the show <laughs> decides to cut away to um, Cregan. Can we talk about Cregan for just a yeah. moment? So Cregan... He's, he's, he's the antagonist, basically. Yeah. Cregan right. is basically like if Gene Simmons was a member of Corn. <laughs> I wrote that he was like Ronald McDonald if Ronald McDonald was a juggalo. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Both were. Like think- <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he, it's like he's look like he's super messed up clown basically like basically just, yeah it's sort of like if Harley Quinn was like a played by Brian Dennehy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> very disturbing it, it, you know effective in its disturbing nature as a as an antagonist I guess I guess until he starts talking and then he certainly oh. talking like a regular guy yeah he's like hey <laughs> what's going on you <laughs> like, but he's like, like he's got this horrifying makeup on but yeah I don't know. <laughs> No, no, you're right. Like, like that that level of like crazy looking. It begs to have like a, a super like a robotic voice or a creepy yeah. voice or something. He's like, "How's it going, dudes? Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm evil. What's yeah? It's like Flanders. Like, <laughs> Pretty much is. Ronald McDonald that looks like a juggalo that talks like Flanders. <laughs> Like and and I guess this is like the main villain of the show. Uh, they is, they yeah. kind of establish him as as being like he's sort of in deep. Um, he uh, oh no, this isn't where they tell you 
some of his backstory, I guess. They uh, so, but it is kind of important that like this. They figured out this plan, his his master masterful Machiavellian plan, it, within <laughs> like the first fifteen minutes of this show. So the first quarter yeah. of the show, I would say, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the rest of the episode is them explaining how he came up with this plan, which I think yeah. is like a really fucked up kind of way to edit it, isn't it? It is. It 100% is. <laughs> you, like, you've established the plan. It's so shitty that they figured it out immediately. And then the whole episode is play, painting him <laughs> as being this, somehow this genius that went to these great lengths to hack, their, uh, to hack these voice receptors. And we'll get into that. But you're right. Like, they, they, so, they, so, what, sorry, so what happens is they, they battle, they figure it out, they capture him. And then they cut to a scene where he's in, he's in prison shortly after they capture him. Mm-hmm. And some, somebody comes in to the prison to see him. And that person describes himself as a confessor. Basically, somebody that goes around to prisoners that are about to be put to death. And to, to listen to your, you confess your sins. Because apparently that's a thing in the year 2525. And so the whole thing is him telling him how he sort of concocted this this master plan that right. failed. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's a really long drawn out. And my issue with it, my big issue with it, and yours as well, I'm sure, is as we mentioned before, is there's there's no immediate indication that he's talking in flashback. No. Like he's talking in the past. You'll see these flash cuts, but they could be going to to another shot in the same scene, or they yeah. could be going to another shot in the present of somebody else, or they could be going into the, far into the past, or they could be going into multiple times in the past. <laughs> it's it's really really unclear. And again, like you were saying, the all the sets look the same. Yeah. <laughs> so so Just even the same. <laughs> so even in the past, you're not clear about whether you're watching something from the past until the dialogue, which is also really unclear. <laughs> It's all, it's super unclear. I mean, typically a technique um, that I would have thought they would have known in, in the year 2000 is when you show something from the past, you kind of like, you maybe like desaturate. The, put an effect, um, put, a, put a title card that says five Any years fit. ago, something like that. That's the like easiest that. thing to do. Yeah. That's the most basic thing you should do. <laughs> yeah. But no, no. He, and he goes into it. He, he's, he's like, and, and I don't even want to like, I, I, don't, I don't even think we need to get into it. He just goes into this super unnecessarily complicated what? plan of <laughs> how he got... I don't know. Because oh. the whole thing is, is... This is a big chunk of the episode is him explaining this. It's, it's, it's all of it. And to be clear, we are not going to see Cleopatra ever again. Nope. We've already seen Cleopatra's last... This is the title character, our hero. We've, <laughs> yeah. we have, we have seen the last of Cleopatra ever <laughs> because the show ends after this. And, and there's like 45 minutes... Or sorry, there's, sorry, there's like three quarters of the show left. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, um, so, so we see right. a flashback of them fighting yeah. with Sarge uh, yeah. or fighting, you know, it's like Hell's team fighting. Uh, Sarge is in yeah. underwear for some reason. That's not shown. She's not wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, no, it's uh, not made clear. No. Uh, I think they established somewhere in here with a throwaway line that Hell is the daughter of one of Cregan's friends. Yes. Um, uh, Hell sees an illusion of her father appear. Uh, and he goes up to her, and this is where she gets hacked. Yeah, well, and there's this whole scene. Actually, there's a funny line in this scene. <laughs> I, I only picked up funny lines in this part because it's so <laughs> convoluted and confusing. And, and basically, 
um, yeah, he, he gets cap- Helen gets captured, and she starts to initiate a self destruct so that he, um, basically Cregan wants to find the voice and finds it, and yeah. he's trying to hack her and find out where the voice is, like the real person, the voice is. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, oh, the only way I can protect you, the voice, is to initiate a self-destruct on myself. And, and then, yeah. so Cregan's like, Cregan says this line, and it's, it's pretty funny, um, followed by her clever response. Here, t- take a listen to this. Voice command. <laughs> Enable self-destruct. Hell, I find your sudden zest for death undeniably delicious. It's only a zest when you're dying with me. What? <laughs> Those words don't go together. Is that the definition of zest? No, <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> that make sense. <laughs> so she aborts it. She aborts the self-destruct season right. because because of the point that you brought up that he knows the location of her long lost father, right? Yes. So she captures okay. him and makes him take her to his father or to her father. <laughs> and he does. He does. Uh, so I guess where they where he takes her is like are these people the people that are building the Baileys? I don't, I dude, I honestly don't know because they show up there and they're not hostile towards them. No, like, at yeah, first, and it, and right? the father clearly wants them to leave, but I don't know if it's for their safety or because he's in with them. This is none of this is made clear. It doesn't make any sense. They, What's uh, confusing? About I think it is that they're in an open room, right? They're, they're it's not like, like a big. In a ca- it's like a big cavern, and I think it's yeah. open to the surface. I'm pretty yeah. sure they're building the Baileys because there's a lot of machinery and okay. stuff around. But I don't know if it's ever been clear. I don't think and it's it, ever been clear. I thought maybe, the Baileys was like an alien infestation, but maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah, I think. It, well, it's not because they they do tell you later on oh. but okay, um, good. <laughs> <laughs> um oh well we know that later sorry at yeah, that yeah. point i didn't know yeah. yeah no at this point yeah you don't know but yeah. um i it's really unclear whether her dad is working with them voluntarily or if he's kind of like enslaved by them i mean they're all human the way they react to all of this is is it doesn't make any sense and then they say that uh they're working with cregan cregan was frozen up until this point right Yes, sorry. Yeah, you skipped over, and it's not your fault because they, they jumped through time. They, you skipped over another jump in time where, much like uh, Demolition Man, she goes and she frees him. Helen frees him from a cryopod that he was frozen yes. in. Yeah. Right? Why did and she unfreeze him again? I think because she wanted him to help her, her find her father, maybe? Okay. But it's not explained. And that's when he hacked her? I don't know. Because, again, dude. like the, the editing is so fucked up here that the sequence of events, it's impossible to follow. <laughs> so, but then cutting back to so sorry, going back to the scene where the, he's she she meets her father for the first time ever. It's not very emotional. Nobody really like cares. And then Cregan shoots her dad with some sort of energy rifle. It right. does nothing to him. And then shoots <laughs> she he shoots himself. Sorry, then she shoots Cregan and then shoots herself. Yeah, but it does nothing. <laughs> I don't I don't know what that and that weapon was something that Cregan I think mentioned again in a throwaway line. He mentioned uh, that the father was trying to keep it away from Cregan for so long, but it doesn't do anything to them. (laughs) No, it's all, it's very, it's, it's poorly edited. It's poorly constructed. It's not even chronologically in order with itself. Like it doesn't like jump back five years, then four years, then three years. 
it jumps around back in time and the present. Yeah. So you to be no to be idea. clear, this would be a convoluted story if it was told in order, but it's not told yeah. in order. <laughs> I can only imagine people listening to this thinking, "Oh wow, that's pretty convoluted. These guys aren't doing a good job of explaining." No, no, no. We're explaining it like the best that we this possibly is, can. We're doing our best with this. Like it's <laughs> it's an hour long show, and it's all over the place. <laughs> and that's just it. I mean, and, and then we come back, but. Then we come back. That's we find. That's basically the whole explanation about how she got um, the, the fake trans, uh, transmitter inside her head. Yeah. And how? Yeah. It was a <laughs> shitty plan. It was, it was a shitty sh- plan. It was the shittiest plan. <laughs> so but then the ending's the best. The ending's my favorite part. <laughs> so so Cregan reveals that his name is George Bailey, and that all yeah, he yeah, created yeah. all of these machines yeah. uh, to clean up the environment in two thousand and one. Yeah. Right. Right, yes, that's right. And, uh, and then the machines went crazy and uh, were and, and took over. So yes. so they're, these are like the garbage... Tr- it's like if the garbage trucks became sentient and, and took over the surface of the world. <laughs> that's basically what the Baileys are. I don't know why they have all these weapons. <laughs> yeah. No, they're like, they're like super evolved versions of WALL-E. Because WALL-E yeah. went around cleaning up garbage, exactly. right? Like- Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> borrowing it, man. They're borrowing it. Yeah, but I just like his big reveal. How he's like, my name's George George Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, whoa! The guy from like uh, what? It's a Wonderful World. It's a, from a Wonderful Life, right? <laughs> it's a wonderful. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you couldn't have thought of a different name, but that's cool. Yeah, and, um, and this is where I think where the uh, the confessor. So this is the guy that he that Cregan has been talking to this entire time. The confessor reveals himself to be the voice. Yeah, so she For, morphs into a woman. Basically. Yeah, he morphs into a woman uh, who's the voice. Yeah, and so it's she's this British lady, and then she tortures him to death. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to be laughing about it, but I, I mean it is funny. But I laugh, Sachin, because she she executes him through torture, through like what seems to be painful torture. Yeah, it's like but, slow then, electrocution. It's like Rambo style, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then, and then, she, then basically, um, the Earth, uh, they deploy weapons that destroy the entire fleet of the Bailey robots. Right. Which basically makes everything prior pointless. Like, they had these weapons the whole time. Yeah. Like, she didn't need to know about why he did what he did, or who cares? None of that. Like, the whole series is pointless. When did, the, when did they come up with these weapons? They're, you don't see them building them. You don't no. see them. You don't see them being setting them up or anything. They're all just ready to go. She electrocutes them and then and then shoots all the Baileys out of the sky. And it's kind of it's, I don't know if it's established, but it's sort of hinted at that she's the villain. The voice is the villain all along. Sort of. If he was trying to heal, th- like heal a planet and stuff, and just went out of control, I mean, his he had noble intentions at least to begin with. I mean, even to turn into an evil clown. Even <laughs> if he, even if he's a bad guy, which he is, you don't ever yeah. see fucking Superman or Spider Man torturing somebody to death. <laughs> you never- no. <laughs> no. That's- no. 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 It was That's very- not what you do. If you want to kill him, fine, kill him. He's sentenced to death. But like, you don't, not by torture. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and the way it ends, it ends with a laser from the robot shooting at the camera. So you don't really, 
There's no resolution. Like you don't see, oh, they won over the machines, or oh, the machines destroyed humanity. We don't know what, how it <laughs> For actually. For all we know, in the next scene, the guns ran out of gas and shut down, <laughs> and we're and we're back to the beginning of the show. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, they're like forced underground. What a confusing or whatever. fucking show. <laughs> it was convoluted. The ending was moral, morally in a gray area at gray area at, at best. best. Yeah, <laughs> but like it was just upsetting. Bad acting. But I mean, good for good for what's your name for going on. I guess for doing <laughs> doing more work beyond that. For it's being true. Able to break free from that. Yeah, she had that. she had a good little career after, and I mean, it's the same creator as as uh, Hercules and Xena. The guy's married to Lucy Lawless in real life, so good for him. <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, overall, it was but, it was uh, bad. It was fun to watch. Like it was it was entertaining, and it's the first show or or anything that I've ever seen where like laser battles became boring because they were confusing and hard to follow. And they happened all the time. I I would say the second episode of this was the most frustrating thing we've watched. So, or it was the first frustrating thing I've watched, I guess, (laughs) since the show started. Cause it's, it's, uh, uh, I, I still can't make any sense of it. Like I, I went back and watched things. I tried to, and and it makes even less sense if you do that. So, I wish yeah. somebody, I wish somebody had the time or inclination to go back and re-edit this like chronologically. This <laughs> so, one so, episode. This yeah. one episode <laughs> to see if it makes any more sense because, like, still there's so much of it that is just nonsense to me. <laughs> yeah, even, I, I, like I said on the intro, or like I said right off the top, I feel like it was a TV executive. Or even Sam Raimi, whoever, was just like, has a, had a 12-year-old son yeah. and was like, okay, come up with an idea. He's like, okay, it's got to have women with midriffs exposed, got to see boobs, there's got to be laser battles, got to be set in the future, and that's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, a <laughs> well, funny show. story about the show is, this is in yeah. the, uh, the IMDb trivia. It says, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, originally the producers had managed to make the show Amazon High which has a, a woman played by a different actress uh, who went back in time. But that version of the show didn't make it beyond the pilot, although the footage was later recycled for the Xena episode Lifeblood. The producers wow. then twisted the original concept and came up with Cleopatra 2525. So out of this failed pilot, they got a real episode of Xena and wow. this show. <laughs> <laughs> a completely different show. Oh man, dude, that's honestly like what's, what's a good analogy of that? It's like when you have like you leave like a bunch of like used oil sitting out, and there's then there's a top layer of the oil after a few after like a couple of days that you can't use at all, and you skim it off of, and reuse yeah. it to deep fry something. It's uh... it's the skim of pudding that has been out for too long. Yeah. That's what the show exactly. <laughs> 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 but but no, but the greatest part, as we said, was the theme song. And I, I yeah. love the theme song. It was super short. So we're going to play it in its short entirety um, um, yeah. uh, as we you go You play the theme song, and, and, you, and you should play the, the original song, because that's also, it's a pretty good song. I'll link it in the post. All right. This one's done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for TV or GTFO, I am Sachin Hingu. And I am Gary Heather. And join us next week for another awesome episode. Next time. Join us next time for another awesome episode where we're going to watch another awesome show, uh, just the first and the last episodes. And uh, take it away, uh, theme song from Cleopatra 2525. Enjoy.
If man is still alive If woman can survive They may find